What's going on, guys? It's Finn and Adler. What's up? What's up? We are the best you nation where we are focused on helping you manage your drive, optimize your 24 hours in a day, and of course, we are engaging with you guys globally to make sure we're creating an impact that's felt around the world. So we're hopping into this today, but before we get going, Adler, how are you doing, my guy? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, man. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, we have to have our kudos corners because, you know, we, oh, we, sure. gotta, we have to have make sure that we, you know, shout out the people that we love. Um, first and foremost, you just celebrated a birthday, didn't you? I did a few weeks ago, yes. Yeah, yes, uh, well, actually it was eight days ago. Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I was going to say hey, eight, days <laughs> eight days ago. But, um, you know, Finn just celebrated a, a wonderful birthday. So, you know, Destiny Nation, if you guys can do me a favor, if you get a chance to wish this guy a happy birthday. I know it's a little bit late, but it's Gemini month. So we're going to celebrate our month. Um, and um, we have um, a really, really close friend to the show, Miss Lana. Um, congratulations. Um, we found out that she is having, or she's with a child. We don't know if it's a boy or girl, but congratulations. It's a munchkin. It's a munchkin. Knowing her, she was, the, she is still the donut queen, and she has a munchkin yes. on the way. Uh, she's also engaged, so that's a big, you know, a big stepping she's stone. She's actually getting married next. In two weeks from now, I think. Two weeks. This month, she's getting married. This so month. it's a big deal. It's a huge opportunity, and um, we, we just say, hey, congratulations. She, what, she got a master's degree. She got a baby. And you know, married all, all of it, all yeah, all of it, all of it. That's the whole shebang. That's what you call success, just all at once. That is, <laughs> hey, listen. Sometimes you know, God, God go, God will take you from one place to another, and you know, we're happy for her. We're excited for all the things that are going to happen, and we pray that you know, through this season of uh, childbearing um, events, you know, having a child coming and uh, some some challenges that will be there, you know, uh, us men, we don't really necessarily understand how to go through that physically, but we are going to be supporting you and, uh, what you're going through in that season. Yes, exactly. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we're, we're here for, we're all about the support and positivity. I, I think the crazy amounts of energy that I have today is coming from this, uh, vanilla nitro, whatever this stuff is from Starbucks. Hey. But, uh, Hey, if, hey. It, if it works, it works, man. It works. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's funny, man. Like, I think that, like, you know, looking at, like, her, you know, Lana, like, and, like, her success story and, like, building and, like, you know, um, accomplishing a lot of things, on that journey, you know, to meeting your goals, I I'm sure there's, like, tons of, like, insecurities and things that pop up in your head along that path. Oh, for sure. And, you know, it it's, like, that negative self-talk that you have sometimes. And it's, I don't think that negative self-talk necessarily something that is natural within us it's just it comes with the self-doubt that comes along the path and if there's one thing that i'm familiar with is along the path to a goal or to success or whatever the case may be along that path there's always going to be um outside influences that cause doubt that cause second guessing that cause insecurities and just you know in terms of like you know your goals my goals and stuff like that uh, I guess my question is, like, have you ever experienced that negative self-talk, like, uh, on your path to becoming an EMT, um, on your path to writing um, your book, This Is Me, um, Defeating the Odds, which is uh, uh, going to be out in a week, week and a half? Um, we got about 11 days left. 11 days, okay. So wow. we have Pre-order pre starts in 11 days. So we days. have a week and a half. Um, so, um, yeah. yeah, no. Uh, so <laughs> we, we have a week and a half. And, um, you know, um, along that path, I'm sure you had a lot of 
um, different adversity you had to overcome and just can you uh, kind of speak about like that negative self-talk that you had to kind of overcome and if, if you want like, yeah. be transparent about Dude. like you know which ones absolutely man so like you, you nailed it pretty well right there by just bringing the point out that negative self-talk is a very prevalent <laughs> thing that I think each and every, every one of us experiences it's this inner dialogue that you and I both have with ourselves and I think we can be our biggest critic, and we've talked about this on other episodes, we can be the biggest critic or we can be our biggest cheerleader. It just depends on where we're going. I think obviously most of us want to spend more time being a cheerleader than a critic. Of course. But there are times where you're such a critic where it is almost to the point where you're defeating yourself, uh, where you don't believe in yourself. You're, you, you're telling yourself that you can't do something, whether it is to be safe in your own mindset. So one of the things that I, we'll talk about and be just transparent as possible is especially with being an EMT. Now, being in the field, uh, working in the emergency room setting, um, you know, focusing on my degree to become a nurse, working up to become an EMT was one of the most accomplishing goals I've ever done. Mm -hmm. Besides, you know, passing high school or getting to the military, you know, basic training and whatnot. But becoming an EMT requires not only 16 weeks of school, but it also requires to take a board, like a test that is required by the state. Now you've taken the NCLEX as a nurse. Mm -hmm. I have to take a standardized national registry for becoming an EMT to be registered in the state of Florida. And just to be completely honest, some people may think this is crazy, but I'm gonna break it down as to why it, it cannot be crazy in my perspective. Okay. So I took the national registry four times. Now that sounds incredibly crazy. Like, oh, how could I trust someone who took a test four times? Well, let me break it down. The reason why, even though I took it four times, the negative self-talk that I had from the first time that I took that test to the fourth time I took that test was, what is the point? Obviously, I went through school, I got it, but I can't pass this test. I'm not going to be a good EMT. I'm not going to be able to make it to become an EMT. Maybe this is not where I'm supposed to be. Because I wanted, I was uncomfortable with the fact that I wasn't passing this test. And I'm going to be honest, this test was rough, man. This test was, you know, the national board was very difficult. Uh, first of all, I already have test anxiety, so that was already... That was already number one. So it came down to, I think it was the third time that I took this national registry where I actually felt like I was actually much more optimistic. Now I was like, ah, okay. But for the most part, I was like, all right. Even that small drop of negativity still led to some doubt. Yeah. And so when we get to this place where we are questioning ourselves or challenging ourselves or telling ourselves that it's that we're, we can't do something. You have already set your stage and the expectation of failure or that you're not gonna make it. Mm -hmm. So on the third try, it was like 60-40, so 60% positive and 40% negative. I was still being negative. I kept doubting, I was like, well, if I fail, I fail. That is, believe it or not, that is you giving in yeah. to your own self-doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That whether you fail or you pass, you're okay with failing. Now, I'm not disregarding the fact that failure is is a bad thing. I think people need to fail so they can understand what it is to succeed. But in this very moment, when I was going through this exam and I was sitting there, and this is the fourth time. I was talking about the fourth time. The fourth time, I told myself, all right, before I even start any of these questions, I'm going to pray. I'm going to ask God for guidance. I'm going to ask God for clarity. I studied the test, I studied mm -hmm. the material, I reviewed my notes over yep, and over yep, and over. Yep. And actually, as a matter of fact, you even told me, hey, study 500, 500 questions a day. You know what I did? I spent hours studying the same question over and over and over and over again, where I was answering these questions with confidence. 
where if you presented me a question about blood pressure, you presented me a question with someone who has, you know, fluid in their legs or, you know, in their lungs, you know, what you, what you're doing or how to respond or how to treat. And so this fourth time I'm sitting in, in the, in the, at the, the testing site and I said, all right, I got this. Today's my day. I'm going to pass this exam. Nothing's going to stop me. Today is the, this is the day. I went in there. I prayed. I closed my eyes. I bowed my head. I prayed. And I said, God, give me clarity. Give me peace. Give me, just allow me to do what I need to do. If this yep. is what you want from me, yep. this will be a pass. Of course. Took the test on a Friday. Got my results on a Monday. It was a pass. And so just that small change. And so this is one of the points I don't even want to just throw out there. It's changing the negativity to neutrality, meaning that you are engaged when you engage with that self negative talk, you're, you have to learn how to, instead of telling yourself that I can't do this, say this is going to be challenging. So mm -hmm. though it's still, you're, you're changing it from an unrealistic negative to a more realistic neutral approach. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but you can still do it. It's all about how you change your mindset. So that was one of the major ones that I had experiences with as far as EMT. Yeah, like sure. that was one of the biggest life events for me. <clears throat> um, so I want to throw that question at you too. Like what is something that in your life, in your journey, where you faced a negative talk season and uh, still overcame? Because I feel like we always have a way out. So I, I, I think like... Um... This like, coffee is really good, by the way. I just wanted to announce this, guys. If you guys go to Starbucks, get yourself some nitro for all of my workout people. And nitro is pretty good. I don't know why I just we, have to do that. We are not sponsored by Starbucks. We're not sponsored by Starbucks, but just I Finn, just... Finn is just a huge fan. I just got to put that out there. I'm a coffee so, hero, man. What am I supposed you know, to do? I think that one of the things that um, you have to recognize, right? You have to recognize that the negative self-talk, that's not natural. That doesn't come from you. Negativity, that doesn't... It, that, it's not... It's not formed, it's not found inside of you. Negativity is formed from self-doubt. It's formed from um, uh, creating outside expectations. And instead of looking at like, hey, this is what I'm capable of, I'm gonna focus on this, your expectations are now created by the people that you see around you. Oh, by this age, I need to accomplish this. By this time, I need to be this. And why do you push yourself to those standards? Because the outside world. So you start to set yourself up basically for failure. And then you start to get like that negativity. You start to prime yourself. And I, I think that you have to urge every single person that... I'm listening. I when, just, there's a post that you posted today that I wanted to remind you. I think you actually posted it today. Yeah. It was with the guy with the head in the rock. This one right here. Oh, the one that says, um, the longer you live in the past, the less future you have to enjoy. I feel like a lot of people do that. Yes. And they, like you say, talk about the negative expect, the negative surroundings. You want to reach these goals, yes. and a lot of people spend a lot of time in the back because they limit themselves with this negative talk. I don't know. I just wanted to post that out. Okay. So, and and this is one of the things that like I think it's important to recognize. If you find yourself having that and experiencing yourself going through that negative self talk. Mm -hmm. Or you're just like, I can't do this. I'm not smart enough. Is this really for me? You know, doubting every single step along your path to becoming successful, right? That is not naturally that comes from you. That comes from trying to fit other people's standards. And the first thing that you have to do is be realistic with yourself and be like, all right, you know what? I may not hit this landmark by this certain age because somebody, uh, you know, Susan did it at this age and Chris did it at this time. You're on your own journey. It's not, it's not a race. It's a marathon. 
and it's all about taking strides and steps in the right direction. So acknowledging that you don't have to get there quickly, the most important part is that you get there. Mm -hmm. So finding that peace within yourself to realize that you can't beat yourself up because you haven't hit a standard um, because the outside world. And also, you, you also got, you have to recognize that, um, you know, we talked to, we are huge opponents of, of the law of attraction. So when you start to omit that negative energy and start to say, I can't do this, I'm never going to be able to accomplish this, then all you're going to get in return is receive more of that, ne that, like, that negative stimuli in your life, whether it be in the form of self-doubt, whether it be in the form of failure, or whatever, whatever it shows up. There's so many different forms it can show up in. And the one, the one key thing which everybody still struggles with it to this day, and if you look at you know, past episodes, I've said it many, many times, but I'm going to say it again just in case if you are a new viewer um, for the day. Failure is never a bad thing. Failure is the best teacher, and is, it's something that you know, we always talk about experience. Failure is experience. So now it teaches you how not to do something next time. Or, hey, it teaches you, hey, I went this, or I went that. Or people still do because they didn't want to learn or they choose not to learn. Well, and so the only time failure is bad is when you don't learn your lesson. Correct. <laughs> if you learn your lesson when you fail, then that's, a, that's experience. You can't trade experience. Experience is a, a wonderful thing. It's a, it's a beautiful thing that, sure. that manifests itself. Um, and, you know, you talk about um, getting your EMT license, right? Mm -hmm. And how hard it was. The most important thing is that if it was easy, then every person would do it. Correct. If it was easy, then every person would accomplish it. But the fact is that you didn't give up. And it doesn't matter when you show up or when you successfully get there. If you're clawing, if you're crawling, if you're scraping and scrapping just to get across that finish line, the most important thing is that you get to the you finish get, line. Yeah, to the finish it's line. not about how fast you get there. Absolutely. And I think that we have this common misconception of, hey, yeah, I have to get there fast. I have to get there fast. It's not about being there fast. It's about getting there efficiently mm -hmm. and getting there, like getting there when you're supposed to get. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a saying that says that if you, um, what does it say? Wow, brain fart. Uh, good things take time. I think that when you look at every little detail and aspect along the way, Rome wasn't built in a day. Correct. And Rome was one of the greatest empires. They they dominated yes. the entirety of Europe. Yep. And when you think about like your life, like and I and I want to say something. I do disagree with a little bit about the whole concept about how self negative talk doesn't come from self. It wouldn't be self negative talk if it wasn't from self. I do believe that there are parts of our journey where we do have exterior uh, uh, components that contribute to our negative self-talk, but I do think you have control of how you do have self-negative talk. So I do think to a certain extent, based off of experience, because for me personally, I could speak about being adopted, I could speak about you know the whole journey that I've had as a child, but if you want to, go ahead and read my book. That really dives into it. This is me defeating the odds. It's not defeating, it's beating. Beating the odds, I'm sorry. Okay, it's okay, I, I was gonna correct you the first time, I'm like, ah, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, you got me, you got me. Beating the odds, no, and that's, that, I mean, it, it is, it's, it is something that, uh, you know, when we think about life, we think about the journey, we think about every step of the way. Like I said, I do agree with you that there are a lot of exterior components. I have a lot of people who've told me that I wasn't going to be able to write a book, that I'm too young. Oh, you're in your 20s. What do you know about life? And you keep pointing out something really, really important. That is experiences. Experiences are organic. You can't buy that at, on Amazon. You can't mm -hmm. go to... 
Barnes and Noble pick that off a bookshelf. You can't go to Publix or Walmart or Target and buy it off of you know off the off the shelf. These are things that you have to go through, and there are people that are on one extreme to the other. There are things that I don't know, or I don't know how it is because it's not something that I personally went through. Um, you know, I dated a girl and she had gone through something that was very detrimental to her life, but I could never, I will never understand what it's like to be in that situation because I've never experienced what she went through. Mm -hmm. And so those were, that was one of the conversations we had. It's like, you know, when you think about the circumstance, you think about the situation, situationally, negative self-talk is sometimes a form of soothing, a form of escape and a form of, uh, we find a way to allow that to be a way to try to communicate. So this is called intentional communication. So I want to talk about this real quick and, you know, piggyback on this at any point. It's taking what we say and changing the way that we approach it. So for example, instead of saying an, I'm an idiot, which I have called myself many times, like, ah, oh, I'm an idiot. Now, whether you mean it in a jokingly way, because people do say, ah, oh, man, I'm an idiot. I actually mm -hmm. said it the other day. Because I forgot to get, uh, this is stupid, but I, I don't forgot. Think, I don't think anybody ever says I'm an idiot in a joking way. Like usually that's when, you, when you're resorting to that, that's beating yourself up. But, but yeah, go but ahead. Whatever have you, have you experience, you're like, ah, man, I'm an idiot. Like even though you're saying it not to be negative or but positive. But it's still not in a joking way. You're still saying it. You know of course. Like, yeah. But I'm, but my, what I'm saying is okay. we say right. it so unconsciously sometimes or subconsciously, we don't even realize it's actually a trigger point. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm getting at. You have to be careful because of, like you said, law of attraction. Every time you say, I'm an idiot, even though you may just be like, man, like you missed, like, so you missed your exit. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Though you may not actually think you're an idiot, you have already told yourself this. You're putting yourself. And you're putting yourself in that, subconscious, yes. uh, in that subconscious communication. So instead of saying, hey, I'm an idiot saying, I'm not understanding this right now, or I'm not sure why I missed the exit, but I'm sure there's another way. Again, it's kind of going from negative to neutrality. It's being more neutral about it instead of being straight negative. I think we had this conversation with my dad the other day where he was saying something about there's positive, negative, and then in between, what is the middle feeling or thought? That's that calm, right? So that's one of the things that I sometimes do even at work. Like, hey, you know, we're healthcare workers. My job is to take care of people. Your job as a nurse is to take care of people, assess the situation. And still, I'm sure there are days that you're like, oh, man, dude, come on, you could have done better. That is a form of negative talk. And people categorize negative talk in like this extreme to this minimal. No matter what, I think negative talk, regardless if it's minimal or, or maximum, you're still talking yourself down. And you should never talk yourself down. It's easy to do so because we're human. But you should be your biggest cheerleader. You should take pride in what you do. When you make a mistake, own it and find a way to better yourself. That's the whole idea of the best you nation. It's not just about getting up and saying, hey, I'm part of the best you nation. It's like, hey, what can I do today? Can I push my reps a little bit more in this, this, you know, today? Can I, can I do an extra set of push-ups today? You sound like you so, want to take the mic, so take it from me, bro. Let me challenge you on this, right? Because mm -hmm. you said you said that negative negativity is it can be organic, right? That's what you you said earlier. Because I said that it's not something that just naturally comes within you. I said experiences are organic. I didn't say negativity. Okay. But well, negativity is something I think that is still can be produced by self, not necessarily by always external uh, components. That's what I'm referring okay. to. Okay. So I, me. I've, I've, I've gotten a chance to speak to your father and 
I know from the limited experience that I've had speaking to him, I have become familiar. We're going to change that. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I have become familiar with his train of thought, right? So one of the things that in his train of thought is, right, would you just naturally wake up out of bed and you get up, you brush your teeth, you get in the shower, you do everything, and then be, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, ah, what an idiot. No. No. Why would you not do that? Because there's nothing that's causing you to think or feel that way. Now, if you make the wrong turn down the street, you'd say, ah, I'm an idiot. The reason why you called yourself an idiot is because of, there was an outside stimuli. There was something that caused you to make you feel less than. Now, whether you, you in, like, fully mean, hey, I'm an idiot, or do you mean, like, hey, you know, um, yeah, I, whatever, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, there's, some, there's an outside stimuli that's causing you and forcing you to, to feel that way. So I didn't disagree with you. I agreed with you to a certain extent. I still think that past that point. So let's let me re let's reengage. Okay. So though the negative steam, stimuli was present. So let's use the example of getting out of bed in the morning. Yep. You know, uh, it may not necessarily be like, hey, I'm an idiot. You could get up in the morning, get out of bed, look yourself in the mirror, and say, dang, I got this pimple on my forehead. And though that's a natural process. It's the negative stimuli. For the rest of the day, you are going to be. You still have this subconscious communication about you and this pimple, and you're still going to think about it. You have your mindset on that. So, but, is it still a negative stimuli? But it's not negative to say that I have a pimple. That's just an observation. But you might be insecure now, about it. Though. Now, if you have the pimple, now you add on, you tag on the oh I'm ugly, or you tag on oh I feel less than. That is the negative stimuli. It comes from, it comes from, it, it, if you interpret it as such, all it is an observation. All right, I got a pimple. Damn, okay. Keep it moving. Like, and I, I'll be honest with you, I've gotten to the point, like, if I get a pimple, like, they, they come very few and far between. I'll be honest with you. I got some good skin. And I, don't even, <laughs> I don't really even do, like, a good skin regimen. I'm just, I thank my grandma for this. But honestly, like, if I get a pimple, I'm like, man, that thing's, that thing's big. Yeah, I, I would. All right, keep it moving. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't, does it change my face? It doesn't change my face. All it does is just, it brings out the imperfection. But there are people that actually do experience that. Yes. I have been one of those, and I'm sure there's a lot of other people out so there that do. So the problem is you tag on something else after it. So it's pimple, ugly. Pimple, something negative. It doesn't, the pimple isn't negative in itself. Okay. The pimple so, is a pimple. Right, so that's what we were talking about. So if it's a negative stimuli, and if the pimple is not negative stimuli, where is... What stimulates you to think negative? I'm questioning you on this because you're saying I know we're gonna go with this. Okay, so let me finish. Go ahead, go ahead. So if this is if the pimple is not the negative stimuli, I like this. I like this right here. This mm -hmm. is good. I like this little back and forth. If the pimple is not considered a negative stimuli, yep, we all have it. It's a natural process. Yep. It's exfoliating. Mm -hmm. Then when you associate ugly or you associate, oh man, I'm disgusting or my skin's not great. Yep. What is the negative stimuli? The negative stimuli is because you're using the lens in which you're looking at the pimple. It's through the eyes of the world. The world is going to tell you that pimple is ugly. The world is going to tell you that, oh man, you have to have a better skin regimen. The world is going to tell you, oh, hey, you know, you, your, your skin should look like so-and-so. Your skin should look like such-and-such. Your skin should be like this. 
And now you're taking all that outside external stimuli from the outside world that you've compiled through your, your many 23 years of life. And now it's all right here and you're looking at that pimple and that small little pimple now becomes this giant huge ball of insecurity because you've interpreted it through that lens of the outside world. So let me ask you this. So kind of re-engage again. Let's do a re-engage 2.0. You're secure. Yep. You have a pimple. Yep. You used to be negative about it. Yep. How can we help people think the way that we should think? Ah, man, I got a pimple today. You go out in the world, knowing the world can judge you. Mm -hmm. What is it that you changed between knowing there's a pimple, the potential negative stimuli that comes from it, knowing that at one point, because I will tell you, I used to have acne this. pimples, right? I got this. Okay. This is why we do a podcast together, because we know that we can challenge the thought, and that's important. You yeah. know, as hosts, we have to be able to challenge the thought. When I was younger, I used to be called the ring of fire, because I had pimples from my cheeks down to my where my beard is and my like forehead, everywhere. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, if you ever look at the ring of fire, it's all those volcanoes. I mean, that's literally what I used to have. I had a ring of fire. And how did that make you feel? It made me feel terrible. So, because I knew it did brought you, attention. Did but you, did you feel terrible because you had the pimples, or did you feel terrible that people would tease you about the pimples? Because people would tease you about the pimples. But, but now, yeah. if I get a pimple and people point it out, I'm not affected by it. Okay. Even though I know from my past experience, it was a negative stimuli, right? Yep. At one point, right? Now. You say something about my pimple, I'm like, oh man, is Frank there today? So, so, so it's like, how did, so why is it that now, and this is what we're trying to teach here, the negative self-talk. I'm not allowing what once was negative self-talk to continue to be. I don't, so first, first of all, I'm, I'm not sure that you can necessarily teach somebody how to get over that hump, right? But You can invite people to find the bridge to cross over. So what I'm saying is like, it's bigger than just a pimple. Right, like I, I, I'll scroll through, and I'm sure you've done it before, where you're like looking through your stories, and then you know you have somebody say, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I look terrible right now because I just got out from the gym." You weren't thinking that that person looked terrible. You were thinking that the person, oh yeah, okay, she's got a message she's gonna you know say or share, but because she's now called attention to it, now you might be like, "Oh, okay, well now I'm gonna start to judge you." Now you're inviting somebody to judge you because you called out an insecurity that you interpreted as negative. So the, the first thing that I always say, whether it be like, you know, you, you got a stain on your shirt, you got a pimple, you, you, your hair is like frizzy, or you, you're not wearing makeup, whatever it is, don't call attention to it. Yeah. That's the first thing. Like, you know, and, I, and like that's, that's hard. And that's why I say you can't necessarily teach somebody that. You don't call attention to something that makes you feel insecure. Because oftentimes, most of the people that are around you, they don't see it. Now, kids, on the other hand, are different because kids are, they're ruthless. They're like, I mean, I'll be honest. Kids, when you're a kid, you make fun of somebody for anything, for absolutely anything. Now, when we get, when we become adults, we, we become a little bit more polished where we don't necessarily judge somebody based off of their outward appearance per se, you know? So we, we won't be like, oh, man, your shirt's untucked, it's sloppy. You know, you, you're you not gonna do that. Like, as adults, we, we become a little bit more polished and better about it. So, like, oftentimes, whatever you're feeling insecure about, they don't even notice. Because they're so busy dealing with their own stuff in their own world. 
So why would you like? Why would you beat yourself up for something that you cannot control? Well, I think well because because I think this is this is just my personal opinion, and this is because I've experienced this whole pimple situation. This was a big thing for me. Well, going back to the pimple. No, I'm, I, I, I just, I'm using this example because yeah. it's that was then, and to yes. compare it to a time now, like. You know, I would have never thought being going through, you know, the season of becoming an EMT was even in my path, like even becoming a nurse. Like, you know, sometimes, you know, when I look back on this situation and I only like to look back on these examples because it is something that I personally experienced. It was one of those detrimental things for me. Like I'd go to school and I'd like a girl and I'd be like, oh, she's not gonna like me because I got these big pimples on my face. And it's like, when you start to think like that, you know, you're right. I even notice now here at 23 years old compared to when I was 13 years old, even just the way that I think about things, mm -hmm. it's incredible. It's incredible what it is when your brain and you're developing and you're going through your life. I feel like you stop caring so much what other people think. And this is true. Sometimes it's hard because we're so used to being in a situation where we are. Um, and I talk about this, I believe I talk about it in my book, or it was a chapter that I had written and I actually omitted because it wasn't relevant, but I, I will just, just share this with you. It's, it's, it is part of reflexive thinking. It is branching off into a psychological aspect. If you think about reflexive thinking, it is a, a reflex, okay? And so if you want to go look this up, you can fact check me on this. Reflexive thinking is simply the thought process we have predicting what others or the exterior or the world, whatever it is that you want to say, is going to think of you or based off of a past event. So for example, and I've shared this one before, it's like, hey, you know, like dating a girl, um, <laughs> you get rejected. For us guys, that is a very common one. So when you get rejected, you know, a lot of times you go out in the world, you, you're now 23 years old and you want to talk to a girl. I'm telling you right now, one of the first things that come to mind is what does she think of me? That was a thought that I had even at 13, what I thought at 16, what I thought at 18. Why? Because it's an event that already took place before. So is that a form of self-negative talk? I'm sure it is. It associates itself with reflexive thinking, but it's something that you have already experienced before. It's like muscle memory. If you've experienced something in the past, oftentimes than not, you're going to try to react the same way because it's a reflex, yeah. right? When you when you sneeze, Based what do you do? A, a past trauma. Trauma. Well, it's necessarily even a trauma, just an experience well, I mean, or an event. You can call it like, and I'm just using your specific um, your specific example, like speaking to the opposite sex, because of a past trauma, or you feel rejected, and you're instantly thinking of, oh, I wonder what that person thinks of me, right? Mm -hmm. I think, and this is just me personally. In the the best situations I've ever been in terms of like speaking to a person of the opposite sex, I did not care what she thought mm. of how like how I am. I just went in there and I was just like, all right, hey, I'm putting my best foot forward. This is me beating the odds, and I'm just gonna be unapologetic with me. And you, it's 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 mastering the art of accepting who you are as a person. And the moment that, and this, this is like the biggest thing, this is the biggest thing. The moment you start asking yourself, hey, I wonder what this person thinks. Now you're inviting them to judge you through the lens of their, of their own eyes. Mm -hmm. You can't allow somebody's own two eyes to judge who and what you are. So, you know, for, I'm not that tall. I'm 5'8". It is what it is. I can't control that. So am I gonna sit like sit back and like if a girl turns me down and says, "Oh, you know, you're too short for me," 
you know what? Hey, it is well, what it is. Why? Why does it, it matter? It, 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 to me, to me, it doesn't even bother me. I'm like, hey, you know, you're right, but I got a big personality. Yeah. That's that's you know, and that's that's just the way I look at it. It doesn't bother me. I'm say, hey, you know what? Maybe I'm just not your person. That's it. And I, I just move on to the next. And I can sit I can sit there and be comfortable in my own skin because I can't change this. This is who I am. Absolutely. I, this is who I am and I love me and I'm unapologetically gonna love me for who I am, all my flaws, my imperfections, and all my shortcomings. I obviously try to improve where I can improve. The things that I can control, I do control, whether it be like my weight, my physique, and stuff like that. I can't control that, so I do control that. You know, whether it be like getting my hair cut, dressing up nice, those are the things that I can't control. What I can't control, I'm not gonna work myself up for it because God created me exactly the way that I was meant to be. That's right. And I refuse to, you know, allow somebody, allow somebody's projection of what they view me as for me, for that to be the lens in which I view myself. Correct. I view myself in a completely different manner than most people view me. And oftentimes most people will treat you how, based on how you treat, treat yourself. yourself. Yeah, so that, that's, that's a great point. And that leads me to my final thought is that being kind to yourself and loving yourself, and you know, we've talked about this in previous seasons. Great. It's being graceful to yourself. It's yeah. having that self-forgiveness. I talk about that in my book. Boom. Being vulnerable, being forgiving, and healing, right, guys? You know, self-negative talk, it is one of the most prevalent things we do as people. Whether we accept it or not, we do it all the time. But can we, can we swing that? Can we learn to phase out of that? Absolutely. Are we going to have moments where the negative stimuli is going to alter our approach? Absolutely. But you also have the power on how to respond to the stimuli, change the way that you're promoting your suffering, promoting your, your doubts, your flaws, the things that are bothering you. See, this is one of the biggest things that I talk about in my book, is that showing up and not knowing what the outcome is going to be. That is the level of vulnerability you should have with yourself. And when you can be vulnerable with you, then we can better the world because being vulnerable require with at least global vulnerability. When you want to start working on yourself and talking about things that are everybody else can relate to, we all have self-negative talk. I don't about care if you're Tony Robbins, if you're Elon Musk, if you're I don't know, Jeff Bezos, if you are anybody out there Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Whatever. Whoever, uh, all these people who have become successful, right? People who are actually striving and thriving. You start to notice that when you put effort to yourself, even if the negative stimuli is causing you to question yourself, you get up the next day, do it again. Get up and think again. Get up and approach it again. Find the best way. And this is what we do. The best you nation is focused on living your life to your fullest potential. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have days that suck, but don't allow the days that suck affect your attitude, your gratitude, and how you approach your goals, your dreams. Because if you limit yourself, then you're gonna be comfortable. And when you're comfortable, there's no growth. And so when you do the self-negative talk, try to learn and then take what we talked about today, changing negativity to be more neutral. Okay, taking your life experiences and accepting that sometimes things are not going to go the way that we want them to, and being okay that they're just they're we're flawed. That's part of life. Yeah. If we're not, if we can't accept that we're flawed, I think that's already 
that's that's the hardest thing for a lot of people. We we try to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfection. Only progress. And I think um, I, I like what you said. Like, and we've we've discussed it in, um, before many times is the art of giving yourself grace. Yeah. So like, if you were to stub my toe, would I sit there and be like, oh? I hate you, Finn. I'm mad at you. I can't believe you did that. Or would I just be like, hey, you know what, Finn? You stepped on my toe. You said you're sorry. It is what it is. It's no big deal because that's a, that's a small thing in the grand scheme of things. And this thing that we call life, that's a small thing. It's insignificant. So if you would be willing to give grace and offer grace and forgiveness to somebody for something small, then why would you beat yourself up for the smallest minuscule uh, thing when at the end of the day, all you have to do is just give yourself grace, forgive yourself, and then move forward. That's right. You know, there's no reason for you to beat yourself up over the smallest little thing. And, I, and I'll be first to say that I have a tendency of doing that. No, of course. And I mean, we all are guilty of it. We are. I'm, I, I can't, but if you're on the show, I'm going to be the first. I, so I'm going to beat you to it. it well, and, hey, you got it. That's, it, that's fine. Uh, I, I, I beat myself up about a lot of things. But I've also mastered... Like, I'll beat myself up for, let's say, a day. But that second day, it's done. It's gone. I'm not, I'm no, I'm no longer focusing on it. It's gone. It is what it is. I can't control it. I can't change it. And you did, you touched, you touched on something else, which I think is super generic, but it's the God honest truth. You have to, uh, you have to be able to give yourself grace and then accept where you're, accept where you're at and then figure out where like, this is where I'm at. This is where I'm striving to be. What are the steps in order to get to that next level? So if you want to be more confident, right? What are the steps to getting to that next level? One, waking up in the morning and looking at yourself and acknowledging three wonderful, amazing things. You have a things. pimple, still go to the gym and work out and look awesome. Yes, obviously. But like one of the things that... Right here one, <laughs> one of the things that I, I, I routinely practice is I'll wake up and I'll say three nice things about myself. What do you say to yourself, Adler? Um, It just depends. Like, I'll be like... Like this morning, what did you say? Um, this morning, I, I woke up and I, I said, all right, I don't feel sore. I like that. This is fantastic. Your body's, your body's amazing. We're going to go and work out. We're going to do something fantastic. Um, I also, um, you know, I've, I've been in the gym where I've been kind of bulking up a little bit more. So I noticed that, like, my, my arms are starting to you know, come out, and I've also increased the cardio, so I was, I was like, all right, so, you know, um, you, don't, you don't feel sore, your muscles are starting to um, develop a little bit more, and the confidence is like, all right, hey, the, my, my core is starting to shape out the way that I, I want it to. Mm -hmm. So those are the three things that I acknowledge about myself, and that was before I went to the gym. I went to the gym, I came back, I feel good about myself, and now I'm ready to take on whatever is left on for the day. You know what I said to myself this morning? What? Number one, I said, damn, you're sexy. <laughs> That's the first one. Hey. Number two, I was like, all right, I've been to the gym too. And yeah. it's something that you said when we were working out the yeah. other day, it's like when you start seeing progress, yeah. you become addicted. Yeah, yeah. And that's what you should be in with your life. Yes. And that yes. is, if there's anything you can take away from this today, when you start seeing progress, when you, you are learning to control your negative talk or you're controlling and how to go from negative to more neutral to eventually much more positive thinking, even in the situations that are most difficult, you learn to kind of just trigger that thought. It's exactly what you said. You become addicted, so you'll get better at it. You start to work out that mu that muscle, and number that was number two. So I'm looking better. I'm feeling better. And number three, I'm gonna tell you something. I feel awake. I don't sleep a lot. I already struggle with insomnia. I have a hard time going to bed and getting actually a good night's rest. 
I used to think it was because I work in healthcare and I would blame it on that. And I really don't think it's that because I love what I do. I love taking care of people. I wouldn't be in school studying to get my degree as a nurse and practicing as a nurse sometime soon. But it really does come down to I've struggled with insomnia and I've learned to accept that I have that. So when I do have my good nights of rest, oh my gosh, I feel so alive, so awake. And last night was my third night. No, my fourth night. I've had two really good nights this week of actual sleep. And I woke up, I was like, man, you awake, bro. Looking good, looking good. Mm -hmm. You're feeling good, smelling good, looking good, right? And I'll tell you what, man, this is this this week has been phenomenal. You know, I've, I've been 23 for- Eight days. Eight days nine or so, days. nine days or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I have lost significant weight, I've gained muscle. I'm, I'm using a calendar. For, more, for the first time in my life, I've actually used the calendar more in one week than I have. Yes. And this is terrible to say it like this, but I'm organizing my my, my, my schooling. I'm working, and, and this is like, these are big things. Like I tell myself every day, like you gotta do something different each day to be better. Yeah. And here I am even just sitting here, organized thoughts, feeling alive, worked out this morning. You know, I just got everything organized and planned. And uh, that right there, guys, that is where you start progressing. You're living your best life, becoming the best you. As Adler always says, you got to optimize your what? 24 hours in a day. That's correct. And you know, there's nothing better than knowing that there's a podcast out here that you guys can hop onto, listen. I know we've been kind of on a summer break, sort of, kind of. We just dropping some content. We've been working really hard. We've had some holidays, birthday, Memorial Day, and um, it's been really just an awesome, awesome, awesome start to the summer, but we want to drop some hot content for people and we want to make sure that you guys are taking away some great stuff. So Adler, wrap us up, man. Let's get us out of here. To close things out, um, I'm going to give you guys all a homework assignment um, for those of you guys who are loyal listeners and for those of you who are brand new to the um, podcast. The homework I'm going to give you is for the next seven days until the next episode and you feel free to DM us. Um, I'm at 24 hours in a day, um, uh, 24HR. S I N A D A Y um, on Instagram and Finn. You don't want to say it? No. I feel like you always mess it up. Yeah, well, I feel like you shouldn't just go ahead. Just <laughs> Adler always says the uh, Finn, well, it is Finn, the Finn Foster. It, it's, In fairness, Finn has changed it multiple times, so I can't it. keep up. It's so, the Finn Foster. Yeah. Um, follow us. Yes. And of course, we have our own, uh, you know, our joint the best Instagram nation. for the podcast. Best U Nation. Um, you know, hit us up there. Um, but the homework assignment that I'm giving every single one of you guys is acknowledge three different things good about you, not bad, good things about you in the morning and then do it for seven days straight and tell me how you feel. Let us know. Um, reach out to us. You know, send us a DM. It don't, it don't matter if you got our phone numbers. Give us a text. And just it's just my, my challenge to you guys just to see on how you feel. And we're going to um, come on um, the next show and then we'll you know, see how many people reached out to us. And we'll kind of go from there. And if you do, so here's, here's I'm going to add, I'm going to attach something. I think this is going to be kind of fun. Yeah. I'm actually about to ask Siri to set me a reminder. Guys, if you have a chance, ask Siri to set you a reminder. If you have a Google Android device, whatever, just set yourself a reminder. By next week, with this challenge, this homework assignment mm -hmm. we got, you guys direct message us something or tag us on a post. We will, um, I guess we will share it. We'll share three people's yeah. responses on yeah. our lot or on our podcast as well as on our store on our instagram so with that being said i'm gonna ask siri right now to set me a reminder hey siri 
set a reminder to write down three things great about myself. Okay, added. All right, so even your boy Finn has set a, a reminder with Siri. Guys, it's all about becoming the best version of you and embracing who you are. So we love you. We appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're new to the show, make sure to follow us on our platforms. Um, Spotify, YouTube, um, you know, Audible, like any, anywhere, so many. anywhere so that many you can find a with. podcast, this is, where, you know, this is where you'll find us. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. Go out and be a positive light to somebody else and enjoy your week and we'll see you in the next one.